Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. For those of you who were here last week, you might notice the, the flowers are gone behind the altar. What happened? If you didn't know that, that the camera situation was such that if I was standing in front of the altar, it looked like I had a uh, Carmen Miranda headdress on. So we've been talking about this for a long time in our liturgy meetings. And so we thought we'd just mix it up a little bit. And there they are. They're at the base of the altar this time. And I want you to take a good look at them when you get a chance. They are very beautiful. It is not uncommon for someone who was raised in a strict household to rebel some, either as a teen or as a young adult. And after we have done our share of willfully ignoring the wisdom of our elders, we might look back and wish we could have spared ourselves the wreckage we inflicted upon ourselves. We may have learned that there, there are boundaries, and those boundaries that gave us were for our well-being. In this context in which we hear the gospel today, we should receive it this way. That these aren't just a bunch of rules to restrict our freedom. And you notice I read the short version, so you know there's many more verses of the, uh, this passage that uh, was for us today. Read them on your own, please. But hear them in this way, that they're for our well-being. Here's an example, because boundaries are helpful. When I was a high school teacher for two years at Central Catholic, I had two different classes of what we call freshman Christian life. And one class were just angels, and it was wonderful. And I, was, I would kid around with them. We had a lot of fun. And the other class, well, they were hellbound. They must be, because they were just terrors. They were horrible. <laughs> and, of course, I was very strict with them, right? Well, guess what happened? In the course of the entire course, the classes, you know, during the course of the term, they flip-flopped behaviors, right? So the ones that I had no boundaries were now crazy and hellions, and now the ones that had the boundaries were like, it was so peaceful and so wonderful. I'm like, oh, the first-year teacher in me now learned his lesson, right? That was my fault. So we need some of these boundaries. The original precepts or laws of God to Moses were intended to be written in our hearts. But because of the hardness of our hearts, the Israelites specifically, they continued to sin and ignored God's plan for them. And we still struggle in this today. Thankfully, when the time was right, God sent his son Jesus not to abolish the law of the precepts, but to fulfill them so that our hearts would soar, our friendships flourish, and our love of God be more passionate. Jesus revealed that he did not want simple behavior compliance, but rather that we would have an interior transformation so that we would live by the Spirit which would exceed the mandates of the law. Imagine a marriage that was simply about behavior compliance. Probably wouldn't call it a marriage, because it sounds to me more like forced slavery. This weekend, we celebrate National Marriage Week. In this covenant of love, husbands and wives strive to live out the promise to love as God loves, but in a particular way by giving of each other without condition. 
Anyone who is married knows that the sacrament is not about just rules, yet without the boundaries that cradle this awesome covenant we call matrimony, it would likely decay from the inside out. I think it's safe to say that on your wedding day, if you are married, you had hoped that your marriage would bring you a lifetime of love, joy, and intimacy. But that does require then trust and boundaries. So the call for marriage is to imitate God's love by dedicating oneself to service for their spouse and to be open to the potential children conceived from their love. In other words, their vocation, again, is to love as God loves. Through the highs and the lows, the ecstasies and the crucibles of marriage, each spouse's vocation is to help the other become more what God desires for them. In other words, you're, a, you're an agent for God's love for your spouse. And more than ever today, we need to lift up couples in this divine institution. That is, right, an institution created by God, not us, and not by the government. Among many of the aspects of marital love, the conjugal relationship of marriage holds within it one of the greatest superpowers we humans have, and that is the ability to co-create with God. Pope John Paul II, in his monumental teaching on marriage, now called the Theology of the Body, spoke about this aspect of marital union as a way to touch heaven. Think about that. The passion of love in the, he calls it the marital embrace, touches and can touch the divine. And if we do think about it and contemplate on this, our lives are made for infinity, for ecstasy, and our hearts know it. To further this teaching, Pope Benedict XVI in his first encyclical, God is Love, shared that we are an integral person, body and soul, and that when our bodies, when our bodies love through undisciplined eros, in other words, erotic love without boundaries, like anything goes, we degrade ourselves. We dehumanize ourselves. But when it is disciplined, that is, given boundaries, it can provide, and this is a quote from the Pope, quote, not just a fleeting pleasure, but a certain foretaste of the pinnacle of our existence, of that beatitude for which our whole being yearns, unquote. Our being already yearns for heaven, whether we know it or not. For we are made for heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven, the scriptures tell us. And the perfection of married life is, is intended to point us to heaven, where the blessed trinity, a communion of love, resides. So I want to encourage and thank all of our married couples for their daily example of sacrificial and passionate love which you show to each other. We see it. It is so passionate that others see your love. And that's how you can proclaim the gospel. Such a commitment encourages the rest of us who are not married to be faithful to our own vocations. I don't go around and go, gosh, look at that woman. I wish I was her husband. No. I see the dedication you give each other 
which makes me more convicted for mine. We partner in this way. It's about a love of commitment. I also want to let those who have, to know that those who have broken marriages, or marriages that have grown distant, or worse, dangerous, that you are not a failure. God's love for you has not been reduced or lessened in any way. His mercies are renewed each morning. In fact, our Lord has special care for those who suffer in their marriages. And for those of you who are widows or widowers, it is clear throughout the whole of Scripture that God has compassion for you. The early church even had special places and honor for those widows and widowers. So as part of the National Week of Marriage, or National Marriage Week, I would like to invite all of us who are married, and I mean you instead of me, right? <laughs> I'm not married. To once again, as is the tradition here, to please stand with your spouse if they're with you today, and let us renew your love. So please stand. Those of you with your spouse are here. Turn to each other and hold hands. And look each other in the eye. And, re and gentlemen, bridegrooms, repeat after me. I pledge myself again to be faithful and serve you in good times and bad, in sickness and health, to love you and honor you for the rest of my life. And now, brides, repeat after me. I pledge myself again to be faithful and serve you in good times and bad, in sickness and health, to love you and honor you for the rest of my life. For those of us who are sitting, please extend a hand towards the person near you as I offer the blessing. May the Lord keep you safe all the days of your life. May he be your comfort in adversity and your support in prosperity. May he fill your home with his blessings. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Gentlemen, you may kiss your bride. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.